Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 193. I'm Chris and joining me today are... Ames. Caitlin. Jake. Jay, I'm here. Hi. Oh my God, James is here. It's Rossi. James. James. James is here. Oh my God, it's good to see you, Rossi. It's good to see you too. I assumed you were dead. I won't, I won't lie. I assumed you were dead. I... I mean, you could have contacted me, maybe. I <laughs> maybe. could I could tell that I could tell that that Ames assumed that, which is why I messaged you to be like, "Hey, buddy, you're not I, dead, are you?" <laughs> I appreciated that. Thank you. Yeah, I, um, I assume like a post office truck finally just dra- drove straight into a house or something. And I, yeah, I mean, well, it's part of the job. I uh, I tried sending a raven, but I realized it wasn't actually trained. So fuck knows where that went. Oh no, your poor raven's probably dead. That's what's been pooping on my house. Oh, there we go. It's not technically my raven, (laughs) so, you know. Anyway, today. Oh, um, yeah. A star to steer her by. We will be wrapping up season four with oh, the wow. episodes what? Body Parts and Broken Link. First up in Body Parts, Quark is uncharacteristically cheerful and given his brother free drinks at the bar. Why? Because it turns out he has Dorex Syndrome and he has about a week to live. Whoops. Bummer. He gets a wicked case of the regrets and is like, my life has been a joke. I, I'm worth nothing and I have these debts I've got to pay off and wow, there's a lot of them. And Brom is like, well, brother, sell your desiccated bits on the Futures Exchange. And Quark's like, who's going to care about me? I'm inextricably linked to, like, the Federation and shit. But he does it anyway, because Rom like, kind of forces him. And, oh, look, he gets a bid! A bid that just so happens to be exactly equal to Rom's life savings. And Quark is like, meh. But then, holy crap! He gets an enormous bid. I think it was 500 bars of gold-pressed latinum. One million slips. Yeah. And he's just like, yep, nope, nope. Take, 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 take. He's like, hooray! I'll pay off my debts and have... And then ex- die. That's money sad. ...to bribe the great exchequer or whatever. I think it was the registrar, wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. But then uh, Julian shows up. He's like, oh, uh, Quark, I say... Uh, I just got a message from a Dr. Oprax. Uh, he says you don't actually have Doric Syndrome. Terribly sorry. And he wanders off. And Quark is all like, I get to sue Oprax for malpractice. And I'm going to live. For Opraxis. Uh, uh, that's what I was thinking, too. And then well, everyone's we went there, favorite fuckface, Brunt FCA, shows up. Nice. And he's all like, guess who bought your corpse, bitch? Because uh, Quark had been thinking maybe it was the Nagus, but no, it was Brunt. And Quark is all like, well, I'm not dying. And Brunt is all, your contract didn't have a uh, subclause for if that happens. <laughs> didn't so have a Santa Claus. <laughs> you you owe me 52 discs of desiccated Quark. And Quark's like, just come on, dude. And he's like, no, I want to ruin you because I hate your family because you're all weirdos. And Quark's like, fuck. That tracks. And he like hires, hires, uh... The man Garrick to be like Garrick, quick! I need you to kill someone. And Rom's like, "Yes, kill Brunt." And Quark <laughs> is like, "No, you fool! I need him to kill me." And Rom's like, "Wait, what? What?" Bad plan. Um, Rom's like, "I could do that, brother." 
<laughs> so, long story short, eventually Quark has a dream where he is visited by Gint, the first Grand Nagus, who's all like, Quark, this obviously isn't a vision, but this is clearly your subconscious being like, I don't want to die, and fuck it. And so Quark is like, ugh, fine. And he like, is like, you know what, fine. He breaks the contract. Brunt is all, oh, I'm confiscating all your things. And you know Ferengi can work here or do commerce here. And it's just like, well, yeah, but like 95% of his commerce is non-Ferengi, so oh no. His employees contain a lot of Ferengi. Yeah, he's got about half, so that's going to be a bit tricky. And then in a very It's a Wonderful Life moment, everyone shows up being like, Oh, um, hey, Quark, I happen to have this booze I don't want. Hey, Quark, we need to store all this furniture somewhere. You know, it's a, it's a cute little moment, and, and Quark says he's got to charge them a storage fee, and so on. In the B-plot... Is there a B-plot? There's yeah. an accident, <laughs> and... Oh, yeah. Bashir Miles needs- tries to get Keiko killed and <laughs> fails. <laughs> In the B-plot, yeah, so Keiko's coming back from a trip with Kira and Bashir, and there's an accident, and the baby's gonna die, and Julian is like, I can either implant the baby into Major Kira or my bottom, and I don't like that second option. So Kira is now carrying the O'Brien baby, and it's like something, something, Bajoran biology, no, we can't just put it back into Keiko, and then they all decide they're gonna have weird three-ways together. Was transporter buffer not an option? They never brought up transporters. Okay. I mean, they did, O'Brien wasn't on the shuttle, so presumably nobody no, uh, skilled, yeah. skilled enough to figure out how to do that. Was yeah. Perfect. perfect. Yeah, it's a weird little sci-fi excuse because Nana Visitor was pregnant. Yep. That's the only reason it happened. I was I was gonna ask that if there were, if that was what was up. Yeah, basically, like the baby transplant was concocted to work around her pregnancy because oh no, we have Keiko pregnant already. We just said Luxana was pregnant. If we have Kira and Shakar presumably uh, having another baby, it would be annoying. Um, and you know it's not really in the characters that we want to explore, but we also don't want to hide it because hiding it sucks. Yeah, they they do a really bad job of hiding a pregnancy in Voyager. Ugh. They did a good job in TNG. I didn't even realize that Gates was pregnant at one point. Yeah, yeah. I remember you had to tell us. Yeah. Yeah, so Um, they they made up a whole bunch of science because the science wasn't quite there at the time for even discussions in the science community of, you know, is a fetal transplant possible? The answer is... Jesus, God, why did you bring this up to me? I don't want to think about this. <laughs> so they made up the whole, like, oh, if you do the fetal placental complex and beam all that into Kira, and then... I mean, that's the thing. It's like... Shenanigans ensue. It's the 24th century. I'll assume it's possible by then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't seem all that far-fetched. Except uh, that it's interspecies. That's yeah, the that's part the that part that's it. a little yeah. not quite right. But, but, I mean, again, we know that there's interspecies children right like there's there's mick you know there's zial zial's right yeah zial so so obviously it it seems like there's almost no limit to the interbreeding that can occur absolutely yeah you'd think that wife yeah yeah you'd think bajorans then wouldn't be viable with other species because they have such a different um, nose way that they get pregnant yeah nose thank you jake no, because they said, like, oh, in, in Bajorans, it's, what, only five months pregnancy or something? Yeah. Yeah. You think when someone's trying to say that, like, a, a Bajor, like, on Bajor, when someone's talking, saying, like, someone's really sexy, they're like, oh, man, he's got 
wash washboard ri- uh, ridge. Wow, yeah, I hope so. Like, watch washboard abs, sexy. But like my, but like my abs. theoretically could have Glad both. This isn't right? a video podcast. Yeah, no, I wasn't expecting to like this episode. I did not like this episode. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, I know. But the thing is, like, I, I call this episode Missed Opportunity, the episode. Because we start off and we've already done the actually tense, interesting thing in moving a baby from Keiko to Kira. We start off and that's already happened. So the tension mm. is only, oh no, Keiko and Miles don't have a belly to rub every day. They can't just rub Miles' yeah. belly. Let's say Miles does. Yeah, well. And there's, there's, it's not an interesting story saying it's already happened. We know it's going to work. We know Keiko's going to heal. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a character thing, but I didn't find it at all interesting. I would have rather have seen the decision be made. That would be cool. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is they didn't, they could have made it a little more interesting, but they didn't pursue it enough. Because it is, like, when you think about it, it is a weird sort of question. Because, like, we were talking about me and Caitlin last night, and she was like, what? I mean, people have surrogates all the time. I'm like, well, yes, but it's a little different to be, like, from the word go, someone else is carrying your child. From, like, oh, partway through, this just happened, and you really didn't have any say over it. Like, that could have been explored a more interesting way, but I think because it was... Because it was the plot being dictated by reality, they just didn't really dedicate as much energy to it as they could have. That might be it. You know what fucking drove me nuts was there was a, what could have been a fucking great scene between Keiko and Major Kira. They had a brief scene where Keiko's in bed, you know, saying like, I'm doing, you know, I'm healing up. It's weird. And that was it. They only said, oh, thanks for taking the baby. End of scene. It lasted all of 25 seconds. And I was like, this could have been a great scene yeah. between two yeah. women who almost never talk in the show. Yeah. It's like, what yeah. the, what? And they suddenly got this link. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I guess we're friends now. Guess I'm moving in with you. Which, like, that also is something that could have been explored a bit more. Like, because Kira feels like someone who is, despite having had relationships, you still feel like probably is a relatively solitary person. Yeah. Mm. And, like, it would be interesting, like, to have maybe had the move-in be earlier and explore that a little more. This person who, like, had uh, an upbringing that is unimaginable suddenly being part of this kind of family unit. Yeah. And I mean, I, I maybe think, it's something the show will explore going forward. Mm. Or maybe they'll completely forget about it. I don't I, remember. I think that's the real missed opportunity is yeah. of this episode is that so th- there's almost no drama in that whole plot other than Keiko is sad. Like that's the drama. Mm. And they didn't give it its due. Like the thing is, this should have been an A plot or maybe it's just own episode fully, you know? Mm. Making it a B-plot to this sort of Ferengi Merchant of Venice thing is a little weird. Yeah. But the, you know, with... See, I think there would be incredible conflict. Like, I would have really... That's the episode I'd like to see is the one that Chris wants, is Major Kira moves in with the O'Briens, and there's an odd couple situation going on. Hmm. You know, she can't stand... Like, maybe she's thinking of, like, maybe it opens with, like, her thinking, like, hmm, maybe me and Shakar should, you know, now that I'm pregnant, you know, makes me think about my hormones and Shakar, and maybe we should settle down. And then she moves in with the O'Briens and has to deal with Molly all the time and is like, God, fuck, no, I don't want fucking kids. God, shit. 
Oh yeah, I mean, she doesn't even necessarily have to dislike, but it would just be something that I think would be so alien to her, you know? Yeah. This Literally. idea, because again, she, I, she was orphaned fairly early on, right? Or am I making that up? Am I confusing her with Roe? I think they were both orphaned fairly early on. Yeah. So I mean, you know, she grew up an orphan in camps. She was probably part of the resistance as soon as she could carry a gun. Like, you know, like she th- she probably never thought she'd live long enough. Yeah. To be a parent. Yeah, and I think even now, like, again, she's had relationships, but it's been with these guys who, like, they see each other on occasion. They're practically fuck buddies more than a proper relationship. And, That's you know, the law wrong with a long distance relationship. No, there isn't. But because of just the nature of the way the characters are cast and the way they show up, like. And how boring we're finding Shakar now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's. You don't really feel it in the same way. So, and it's still something that you feel like she's probably keeping at arm's length. So to really get to see Kira in a very domestic situation and how she dealt with that really could have... And again, maybe the... I don't remember. Maybe the show will pursue this a little more. I feel like they probably aren't gonna, though, to be honest. I'm I'm just kind of realizing how weird it is that Kira is dating the Bajoran world president. Yeah. (laughs) And how I never really thought about just how weird that is. Yeah. Like, I think he's probably got more important things to do literally every moment of his life than pursue a relationship with somebody. Well, that's like, why maybe... he, that's why long ago he wanted Odo to be his like, can you give Kira this note? Do you like <laughs> right. me? Check yes or no. <laughs> or maybe. He or was maybe. delegating. He wasn't shy. He was just like, I don't have time for this garbage. Just go find out for me. <laughs> Write me a report um, later. I'd be like, I know she likes me, but like, does she like me like me, you guys? Isn't there a, like, rom-com from the earlier mid-90s where, like, the president of the United States, I don't know if he winds up widowed or what, but he ends up, like, dating this woman and, like, Michael J. Fox is his personal assistant or something who's, like, kind of uptight about it. Am I making that is up? Is it a Michael Douglas film? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But yeah, it does, like, I think it's part of our cultural bias, because, of course, in the whole history of this country, there's been, I think, maybe one or two bachelor presidents and maybe Mm. one widow, or widower, yeah, Andrew Jackson, I think, was a widower. The American President, 1995. There we go. You know, I I don't know about the chief executives of other countries, if they are more likely than not to already be married. Like, here, it's, like, practically a prerequisite, which is weird when you think about it, like... Well, who's gonna decorate the White House? Yeah, you look at it, like, the American people say, we want someone who's stable, who stands for family values, who who already has this stuff done. Yeah. I think think that's pretty much done with, right? Accurate. Too accurate. I mean... Because you have to be 35 years yep. old to be president. Which is an arbitrary as fuck if number. If you're not married Maybe. by 35, you're a failure. I mean, you're... you're. I thought that was only if you were a woman. Well, yes. No, it can, it can be but for if you're, all of us. All if you're a guy, it probably free. means you're gay and you can't have that. Yeah, back then, certainly. That, yeah. I can't wait for our first openly, like, gay and married president. Well, you should have voted for Buttigieg, but... Buttigieg? I didn't, I didn't like Buttigieg, though. No, I know. I'm just being a wise ass. Besides, is he married? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize he was married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it, I like him more now. Maybe I should have voted for Buttigieg. <laughs> nah, he wasn't a good option. <laughs> no, I he wasn't. liked his husband more. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I'm going to move us on. Because the actual there plot? Are, there are more missed opportunities, TM, yeah, totally. in the this a fucking plot episode. Is where, the A-plot is where I felt the most uh, missed opportunities I, lie. I feel like Quark was not in character the entire episode long. Mm. I felt like 
oh yeah, I'll just let Garrick assassinate me to, uh, to fulfill this contract, is not Ferengi scheming. If anything, Quark, it should be a whole scheme, a whole plot dedicated to how Quark is going to fake his own death. That's what I said. I said the same thing. Thank you. That would have been been so fun. And I felt like they set it up because he like very openly in front of Rom is like, I want you to hire me. I want to hire you to kill me. And then they go talk alone. And so I figured he was going to figure out a way with Garrick to fake his death and like Rom would wouldn't even know that it was mm. fake because yeah. Rom would fucking bl- like he definitely would be the type of guy to fuck up the surprise party. Brother. So if it was because if it was yeah. this if it was something this serious he'd have blown it. And like I don't know I don't know how they would have done it, but that's kind of what I, I was thinking slash hoping. Like whatever they've accidentally have shit come out of the holodeck before. Maybe they could intentionally have something come out of the hollow suites. I guess the problem though, is like once he's faked his death, you feel like Brunt would figure it out within a That's year. That's fine. You can, you can still have Brunt figure it out. Have Brunt just wander into deep space nine and spot him across the <laughs> promenade. And be like, wait a minute, Quark, we've already fulfilled this contract. Well, I, oh, I, you. I think I'm, you I'm could a clone. still have. Quark. I think you could still have that whole thing. I I would like the way I would see this playing out is, you know, maybe Quark originally goes to Garrick and is like, you know, he, they have that scene where they're going through the different ways that Garrick could kill him. And, and I thought that scene was delightful. But at the end, instead of deciding, OK, surprise me, the solution is, hmm, maybe there's another way. Yeah, yeah. And then we get the fake death plot and we get this great, you know, fake emotional funeral scene in the bar and everyone's weepy and or at least playing weepy rom is weepy yeah um, rom definitely doesn't everybody know. else knows that it's bullshit <laughs> and is just playing along and it's really just to convince brunt and then you know right when they're about to get away with it somehow like quarks avarice or something steps he's, in he's and, and he fucks the, it up from the roof board from the uh, like the uh, like tom sawyer yeah. Maybe maybe like Rom like you know because he inherits the bar starts doing like lowering prices or just doing something <laughs> that Quark absolutely disagrees with. He reforms he, the union. He has to, he like, tries to appear to Rom as a ghost <laughs> to, to tell him that he can't lower prices. <laughs> That'd be fine. I and love then, that. that. And then so like he trips over his sheet or something and I was about to say, exposes I'm just picturing it. the weird shape the sheet would make over his head. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mouse? Actually, yeah, I like this episode better. Fuck See? it. See? That's why, that's why yeah, I watch I this like episode that. and it's like, I can't tell if it's a comedy or not. Because normally, like, it's trying to hit the beats of a comedy, but the, the punchline is Quark is going to die. And you're like, what? This, this isn't, this is the wrong tone. You're yeah. doing this wrong. Yeah. We have to know that Quark will be okay. And right now you're doing it in a weird way and I don't care for it. My only concern is, like, I presume at the end of the day, Moogie will be fine because she had so much money hidden that Mm. no one knew about anyway. But I do wish they had addressed that. Because, like, obviously, Rom doesn't give a fuck about being disenfranchised from Ferenginar. Nog definitely doesn't. Right? I mean... More or less. So, like, but, you know, the only concern really is their mother, who is still actually back on the home I did wonder about what would happen to Moogie. But then I was like, she's got all her secret money. She'll move away. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, all of her money is secret, so there's nothing for them to confiscate from her, really. But she's probably going to get kicked out of her house. 
There's a buy she a new one. Order a new one. Yeah. But like, she'll go, I just she'll mean go like, full Pell and start wearing bigger lobes. I just mean like, you feel like they're gonna take the house and everything in it. I mean, he literally, literally, literally took the shirt off Cork's back. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like. Actually, maybe yeah. he would leave her with her clothes because, you know, that's they oh, it's a shameful thing. But we, like, yeah, I just. I see. I forgot about Pell and the fake ears. Jake's when you said just starts wearing bigger. It was like pants. Like I just picture yep. her like getting really obsessed hammer with hammer like, pants. Like yeah, like she's not just gonna wear clothes. She's gonna wear like she's... oversized. Like she's gonna wear like giant hammer pants and those huge shoulder suits from that music video. I was thinking of like she's gonna go to Pringinar Hot Topic and get like six <laughs> foot wide jeans. Yeah, oh. nice. Or she goes to the Romulan home world. They got big coats. And big square uh, shoulders. Yeah, man. I also would have been okay with them plotting to kill Brunt, because I fucking am so sick of Brunt. <laughs> I, yeah. I well, I also... It. So that was my big problem with the episode, in addition to, you know, I agree with the comments about missed opportunities, but my problem is I just don't quite buy the, the premise that Brunt... Like, yeah, we've seen Brunt a couple of times, and clearly he has, you know, an adversarial relationship with Quark. But it's not like, like, I just don't see this fucking bureaucrat putting his personal uh, well, funds up yeah. to do. I mean, like, obviously, well, right. he probably this... didn't expect Quark to actually die. And for yeah. all we know, he set up the thing with the fake diagnosis. Oh, I, that was I was kind of waiting for that to be a thing. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he already knew it was a fake diagnosis. So Yeah, or else he wouldn't have shown up. Yeah, I was, I was. Interesting point. I was waiting for yeah. that to be revealed. But yeah, it's it also, did seem kind of out of nowhere to go from like I kind of don't like you at a level four to eleven. I want I to, want you to die. I yeah, die I, or be exiled. I feel like Brunt makes sense, as in he's he's a bureaucrat who just keeps crossing paths with Quark and his family, as opposed to someone like actively seeking them out. Like you know, it's like all he has to do is wait if he wants to find something to like catch him on. There's you know, it's always like, something. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so he doesn't I was... have to manufacture these things, and he doesn't yeah, like, have to try to get Cork to like kill himself. I, I was also sort of waiting for like some sort of explanation that maybe while he downplayed the last two events, like he was actually getting like he was getting reamed at work over it, and that's why it had become personal. Mm. But yeah, that wasn't like it brought the case. shame to him somehow. Yeah, like that's what's kind of is like you know like that. The last couple of things, like, you know, you've run to this family twice now, they both should have been slam dunks, and you fucked up. Like, mm. what the hell? And if that was the case, I'd get it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's I'm gonna to... get revenge on you because you are, you know, I've worked in this company for God knows how many years, everything's been perfect, I'm one of the best, and then you assholes come along. But yeah, no, his, but of course his stated, you know, his stated reasoning is just, you're a philanthropist. You're too nice to people. Yeah. You only take, like, what was it? Like, you only mark your drinks up 30% or something, something like, like that. that. Take like, credit at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. You sold, you sold, um... Fizzy lifting drinks. No. <laughs> yeah. You, you you sold food to the Bajorans at cost during the it's occupation. It's, like, just over cost. Right. <laughs> you know, and, like, all these things, it's just, like, it's just un like behavior as yeah. opposed to I actually just think yeah i did like that yeah uh, humanitarian but it's humanitarian nah, yep. that's cute 
Yeah. I just have to say I had never noticed how fucking gross Brunt's stupid teeth were. And it was mm. all I could look at this whole episode. Oh, I didn't notice. Like, Are they worse cork? than Rom's? Cork? Uh, okay, so like here's... Yes. But here's <laughs> the thing, like... I would assume... So like people generally, right, have 32 teeth, isn't it? Something like that. It's, uh... And, and then you have your... Um, you, most people have their wisdom teeth out. You have 28 teeth. Brunt appears to have three teeth of a totally different shape and size on his front than like Rom or Quark. Like Rom has that one weird tooth, but he still has like at least six or seven top and bottom. Quark has yeah, they seven both have, or eight They both teeth. have full mouths of teeth. He has Brunt like has like three nasty, sharp, spaced. horrifying teeth yeah. and I hate them. And I never noticed them before even, but I was so distracted by them this episode. I don't know if they changed them or if I just had to look at him talking more than usual. There were a a number of close-ups of his face. Very, very off-putting. Which also that, what a fucking chameleon Jeffrey Combs is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we just had, you know, we just met Wei Yoon, same actor. But you could, if you put these two next to each other in no, the same scene, I don't think know. you would know it's the same guy. No, no, not not a chance. Even staring into the eyes, which is the only part of of Brunt that isn't makeup, I, I yeah. would never tell. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, the performances such, are so so they different are. too. It's funny because they're both when you think about it, they're both bureaucrats, but they're so completely different. Hmm. Mm. Like we were talking about how Wayne is like weirdly sort of aloof and like, uh, whereas. Brunt is a true believer in the cause. Yeah. Actually, you know, it would have been an interesting ending to this episode if they went with the Quark fakes his death plot would be he fakes his death. He gets away with it, but Brunt can't pay up. He can't pay for. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. And and that. Oh, that'd be great. And like, so then he gets disgraced for breaking a contract. That's a great ending. That would have yeah. been, yeah. And that would have made any any future antagonism really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very yeah. specifically antagonistic. That would be cool. I also yeah. was kind of waiting for there to be a technicality, like, for it just to work out to, well, it said 52 discs Desic- of desiccated, desiccated quark. Yeah. So he just, like, goes and gets his feet exfoliated. Yeah. You know, it's like, you didn't say what or how much didn't say i had to be dead so here have my foot dust mm. asshole you'd probably get at least one disc of wax out of those disgusting ears yeah <laughs> yeah so so we meet uh, old grant nagus gint in a dream <laughs> oh yeah i i i, I liked him that was well, amazing it was so fun to see uh, max grodenchick get to not use that voice yeah, very weird decision. I mean, it's a dream, and I know in dreams you're supposed to see mostly things that are familiar to you, but I'm also one who absolutely hates the the foil in media of, it was a dream, you learned what you needed to know for the fucking show to progress from a dream, and I hate it. It's a terrible conceit. It's awful. It's played, played, played. Yeah, but I... But it was fun, at least. The conceit <laughs> is bad. It's not good to to do, like, some incredibly bizarre dream where everything's very lucid and specific. Yeah, and then you Quark know. wakes up and starts painting the Sung family. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, but, yeah, like, no. but, oh my god, like, the first Nagus was fantastic. At one it, point, Max Grodinchik does this, like, little waddle yeah. in order to get, like, <laughs> to get closer to Quark, and he's just like, no, 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 like, getting over, it was, you feel like, like even he though he was having it's a, so much fun. 
it's a dream creation of Quark, you feel like it's probably bang on. Right yeah. down to naming it the rules of acquisition, because who would buy the Whatever. You know, suggestions. suggestions of acquisition? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Though, I just said was... acquisitions like I was drunk. Sorry. It's a hard word to say fast. Like self-sealing stem bolts. Like judicial. Ah, I did it. Hey. Like judicial system. Well yeah. done. Yeah, no, that scene, like, for all that the trope is tired, it was just, the first Nagus was a delight. Also, I loved that dream brunt is as powerful as real brunt. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. dream brunt in the dream was just like, I know this is a dream. I'm yeah. going to kill you anyway. Like, I, I also like that he still introduced himself with his title like he always does. Yeah. Like, we all know who you is. What? We, we know who you are. Uh, yeah. Oh. Dream, dream front. Very powerful. Here's mm-hmm. a question. We never called off the assassination with Garrick, right? Not on camera. No. Is Garrick still just going to turn up I, one day and be like, surprise? <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> I, I kind of wish we had some conclusion to that because my impression is that Garrick has no intention of following through on this hit. That he, like, he, like, I think he's just having fun playing with Quark. Yeah. Mm. Well, but also, he was like, you'll never know when it's coming. He's going to let old age assassinate him. That's his plan. <laughs> oh, That's his sneaky. plan. Like, no, really, that's what I think, anyway. Picard season I, two, he's finally going to strike. It, it feels a little weird. Like, G- Garrick's been kind of weird in the last few episodes i feel oh, like wait till wait till the next one we're covering yeah. i have thoughts but hey yeah. we've learned we've learned agreed you know? on that as well but yeah no like to, like you know between him hitting on a 19 year old and like yeah. all this other garbage well i thought we agreed that he kind of wasn't hitting on her i hope he's not he's hitting on her yeah. um it's well, again like, we don't he, know he how was old acting, he, is. he was acting like a teenage boy being like oh my gosh yeah. oh this is another yeah but except he was like is she gonna kill me not like well, are we gonna yeah, kiss yeah. Like, but that afterward. turns him on yeah that's true well, yeah he likes the danger mm. um but yeah so i feel like garrick has been portrayed rather oddly lately and it seems weird that like after being asked to kill him that like he was very surface surface level about it. Like I loved his smile. He had a fantastic smile mm. when he was asked to murder somebody. Yeah. So finally, I got to use a real skill. But um, his gardening. But at the oh, same I loved time, that. that was good. Yeah. <laughs> but but at the same time, it, it feels like Garrick should have been the one who is kind of like, "Hey, why are you being so non-duplicitous about this? Yeah. You're Quark, mm. and you asked me to help you. Well, look, like he was the two hired- most duplicitous people on the station." He was hired as a hitman, not as an advisor. I guess, but I feel like Quark would just be like, you know, it's like we can do better. We're yeah. better than we're better than this. And that I would mean, have been that would have been an interesting conversation of just being like, no, no, we can get out of this. We can get out of literally anything. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah there's gray area in the contract. There almost certainly is. It's there a has to be. contract. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only justification I could think of is like. He spends, even after he finds out he's going to live, he's still sort of shook by his realization that his life is not what he wants it to be. And he's just off his game. But that's all I got. Yeah, it's not a great excuse. Yeah, that's just kind of a weak justification for less than stellar writing. But yeah, he just, he seems off his game the whole time. Like, yeah, he was thrown badly. Does this mean now, since he can't, like, deal with Ferengi, he can't sue Oprax for malpractice? Probably. <gasps> right. He was really that, looking forward to that. That line read was so good. It was. Yeah. 
You know what this means? I yeah, got to sue Dr. Orplex for malpractice! <laughs> there are many gifts of, of that expression, and he's amazing. Mm. Yeah, one, uh, one last tangential else? thing. Yeah, one last tangential thing. I just, want, I just wanted to mention just because the, the timing of, of this happening was very funny. So this morning, Jake comes down to the kitchen where I'm making coffee and crying. And... <laughs> It's <laughs> <laughs> a great story. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, this is, oh, it is, no. no, it's just that story had all the things I love in it. Awesome. Oh. Coffee and Ames crying. Yo, it's yes. so good. Oh, I started it was good coffee. thinking about that. I wasn't um, because I beat her. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. No, so I've been, there's, uh, a, there's a, an article in National Geographic I've been reading about, effectively about desiccating corpses. Oh. Um, I guess there was a, a woman who, you know, 15 years ago just said, like, I want to be part of the living cadaver system, or um, whatever it's called. The living cadaver system? No, the, oh, the, the uh, virtual, body... the virtual cadaver system. Oh. Not the body living world, cadaver no. system, that's, that's, a, that's a different horror movie. No, so yeah, so basically, she, she says, like, when I die, like, freeze me solid and then slice my corpse up into 2,700 pieces to be used, you know, in a virtual cadaver so that people can learn. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's actually, it's really, really, really cool. But the thing that made me just all of a sudden just tear the fuck up was she had a request that her physician did not uh, do, which I'm pissed about. Jerk. Uh, But no, her request was uh, she wanted her teddy bear to also be frozen and (gasps) desiccated. And I was like, teddy bear, no! And I cried for a while. It was weird. Oh, honey. They should have. that kind of year. Maybe they, maybe they physically couldn't freeze it and cut yeah, it out. Yeah. Because, like, like, so so I don't I don't know if this is the case with, with this, but I, I feel like I've heard stories where essentially they'll, they'll freeze whatever they want and they'll they'll scan it and then scrape it. Like, it's not even, it's not cutting. Yeah. It's basically scraping it away. Mm. Yeah, it's such a thin cut. Right. So and like, it's possible it's, that, like, however they freeze the body, like, the wool and the stuffing would probably just Right, that's implode. what I'm thinking. Is that it know, but it's, couldn't it's be prepared the same it's way. It's frozen so cold, though. Yeah, yeah, but there's, like, is there really... The reason it would work with the body is because we're full of liquid, though, no? The bear's not really full of... Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe if you completely soaked it, that would maybe... maybe. There yeah. might, there, there, I hope there was a good reason and not just sloth. Yeah, it didn't say in the article. It just said, you know, she asked for this and we told her no. And then she died years later and they did the thing. It's probably also expensive. Mm. Mm. So right. any, any other any thoughts move. or shall we move along to... One, move along home. One last line. Molly says, are you my aunt? Ugh. And I was like, fuck you, Molly. God damn it. Molly's you adorable. Suck. You leave Molly alone. Who the she's fuck cute. asks that? She's cute. Molly does. Little three-year-old children ask she's, that. She's Kira She is practically a baby. Yeah. And she's carrying her brother. That's, also, I don't like... She's a Bajoran. Like... I don't get it. That's fine. I don't know. I Aiko thought it, is I very thought it attractive cute. until she does her big smile. Who? I don't know, what is? Some, when Keiko does... Like, there's a really big smile that she does sometimes... Which looks like a grimace. I don't know why. <laughs> Just mean. I, well, you know how I am about faces. That's Jesus true. Christ. I have a face <laughs> thing. But yeah, you she are. does a smile. That, I don't know. Speaking of faces. She's otherwise very attractive. I don't oh, understand. Hey. Broken I, Link. Yeah. 
So in Broken Link, Garrick the Gardener is now Garrick the Tailor Matchmaker. Ooh. And is all like, hey, Odo, uh, could you come to my shop? And Odo's like, what is it? And out comes this Bajoran woman who's all like, so hot for him, it's crazy. And he's like, Arr. and she walks away and Garrick's all, dude, why didn't you set up a date? And he's all like, solids, dating. Arr. And then he has an attack. And, uh, you know, it turns out Odo is having trouble holding his form. And... Bashir looks into it, and he's like, ah, you know, I mean, I don't know much about changing physiology, but I know your physiology and your mass and density are all fucked up. You know, maybe this is normal. Maybe it's puberty. Maybe it's menopause. Maybe it's whatever. And then, you know, Kira brings Odo the latest crime reports to entertain him, and he's all like, my god, that woman who's been in a couple of episodes is back. And he tries to apprehend her, but then he turns to goo. And finally, as like, let's be honest, the only way to deal with this is to go to the home world. So they all pile into the Defiant and putter off to the Gamma Quadrant. and Including Garrick. For yes, reasons. reasons. And they putter off to Dominion Space, basically sending out a distress call. A bunch of Jem'Hadar and uh, the female changeling, as she is known, show up and are like, yeah, We'll, like, blind your ship and lead you to where our new homeworld is. And it turns out they infected Odo on purpose because, like, they needed him to come home to judge him for being the first changeling to ever harm another. Meanwhile, Garak is all... Gar Why do you say Garak like that? Garak is all... Uh, excuse me, did anyone survive from that attack a couple seasons ago? And she was all like, fuck you and all your people, they're all dead. And he's like, oh, okie dokie. And then, uh, you know, Odo goes to get judged... While he's there, Garrick is all like, I'm going to take over the weapon systems and uh, decimate this planet. You know, yeah, we're all going to die, but fuck it, we'll have fucked over the Dominion. But Worf catches him in the act and they have a fight and uh, that's resolved. And then Odo is that's judged. Right. He is kicked out of the link and being a changeling, he's a solid now. He's got a heart and lungs and a schlong. He's people. <laughs> they made him people. They made him people, but they still gave him his uh, putty face so that he could remember what he had been and what he had lost. And for some reason, Julian doesn't go, I could just fix that now. Yeah. Cardassians um, do it all the time. Yeah. And then Odo gets a uniform and he's like, this is weird. And then it's like, come on, Garrick, time to go to prison for six months for trying to genocide a planet. Uh, Got off pretty easy, actually. Yeah, he really yeah. did. And Odo oh, says God. as much. And then, you know, in the end of season stinger, Odo's all like, sees Gowron on TV and is like, oh shit, that's one of my people! Bada! Cue Caitlin yelling because I don't get to watch it for a week. And then Chris is like, yeah, but imagine if you had to wait five months. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah perspective. It's not five Fair months. enough. It's, it's like it's three, like three months. months. Yeah. No, sometimes. It's the summer. Regardless, what a bunch of shit. Can you least, imagine? I mean, there was maybe at least one season where they like started really late. So it was like a four or five month gap. Mm. I remember that. That actually uh, might. This yeah. might have actually been the season unless Kira is still pregnant next season. Yeah, that, that plot continues. Oh, okay, then never mind. Probably not. Yeah, because Nana Visitor is still pregnant in September <laughs> when they well, film. Or, that's what I was wondering, was if they... Chris was saying it could be could have been later, so I was wondering if they had pushed out production so she could push out her baby, but... Uh, 
Sounds like that didn't happen. No, so. in that ca- in that case, it would have been fine just to just to try to write her into the background, but yeah, it wouldn't have totally. come up almost yeah. at all. Well, fine, fair mm-hmm. enough. I so don't know. Always God behind. damn it, Caitlin. I'm not in television, okay? <laughs> always I don't know. behind big tables and yeah, you're not in television like Gowron carrying around <laughs> watermelons. I like that. I like that Gowron just went full comic book supervillain and had just taken over all the frequencies to make his evil TV announcement. I, I thought it was just being played everywhere because it was really important. No, no, they said he's on all frequencies. Oh, okay. So he actually did. He pulled a supervillain move and was just like, I have taken over the airwaves. You will give me a billion strips of gold plushed latinum or I will kerplode a thing. Not Gowron. Gouron. Yes! Oh, nice. But yeah, man, some shit goes down here. Yep. There's definitely um, a theme between these episodes. What's the theme? Well, I guess... What? Sorry. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> no, I was, I was just imagining... Sorry, I was just like, like, I haven't thought that far yet. <laughs> Fuck you, James. Sorry. I have thought sorry. that far. No, I'm really, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the right wording. It's yeah. like... Um, the theme is Garrick is a gardener now. Well, also that. The but theme giving... is Kira sneezes sometimes. <laughs> Giving up your connection to your own people. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Because now we have all these, we have a ton of disgraced characters now. Yeah. Quark is like court ordered not to deal with Ferengi or vice versa. And the, the, the changelings literally spat Odo out as people. So. And Worf can't, nope. you know, he's a disgraced Klingon. Yeah. And Garrick is, Garrick can't go home. Yeah. We have everybody. Literally all the characters are disgraced. <laughs> Except Cisco, he's doing fine. If only, fine. if if only uh, Jedzia had gone through with well, not Jedzia. If, if the other woman had gone through with the relationship and rejoined, she could have been in the disgraced club. Hmm. Ah, <laughs> uh, like yeah. Some kind though. of weird breakfast club. Yeah. So this, Garrick, yeah. Garrick trying to set up Odo with that uh, thirsty Bajoran lady, huh? Well, he knows act. that he likes Bajorans, right? He likes Major Kira. Well, I'm just saying, he at least you know. Tried. It was a it's, little funny watching him play uh, matchmaker. He gave great thing? face. Is that a thing Garrick would normally do? I mean, I don't know. Garrick was out of like how Quark was out of character last episode. I felt like Garrick was out of character this episode. Yeah, and entirely superfluous. Yeah, I mean, if I we know. assume Garrick and Odo have been still doing their like occasional breakfasts and they're sort of buddies <laughs> now, Odo's I can sort trick. of. Yeah, I could sort of see it. Yeah. Or alternately, this woman came to Garrick being like, hey, you're kind of tight with Odo. Could you do me a favor? Like, Could you do me a solid? With <laughs> Not solid. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, no, there are those. Yeah, that's what I assumed. I assumed that she had gone to him. Like maybe she, because she said that she was a shop owner Yeah. on the promenade. So she oh, probably yeah. sees them having breakfast or whatever. whatever. Oh, yeah. And she's been ogling him, saying, it's oh, just, you walk by every morning. You really wish you'd come in. It's just so weird. All she has to do is, like, report crime. Mm. He like, loves just crime. Be like, just be like, oh, Odo, oh, no. I, I think someone stole something from my shop. I mean, maybe she's been Ooh. waiting for an excuse for a while and nothing real has come up. So she was mm. like, fuck it. Some, some hooligans made my panties all wet. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Yikes. Here's the thing: is you wax feel still like topical? It is now. 
I just feel like knowing Odo, though, if he found out that she had called him fraudulently, like yeah. she'd be the one that wound up in jail. You're under arrest. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, don't put the handcuffs on me, constable. <laughs> I, I don't have handcuffs. I do. What the? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. I like I've this been better. A bad girl. I, I like all of this better than I liked her because I didn't think she was a terribly great actress. I, I'm doing her exact voice. I mean, I'm not. I'm not even exaggerating. I don't Yay. know if uh, she needed to be a great actress. I think she just had to have certain attributes. Ah, uh, well, they originally wanted them. her to be a recurring character, and they were like, "Ugh, no, she's not working." Fuck Good. It. Never Bye. mind. They they thought it worked with you know they got lucky with uh, Lita, <laughs> so they were like, "Oh, let's do it again. I'm sure it'll work out." We need another female character. Female character. Oh, well. Hate to see you go. Love to watch you leave, ma'am. She did the she did the classic turn turn the body but not the head thing when she when she was leaving at the end. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, she did like a full what, owl. She did a whole when, like three, she kept like she kept walking in circles shit. and her head. No, no, just no, no. Like she forward. like she turned around. Like just just go back and watch how right. she turns to leave the shop. And then she ate a mouse. It's conspicuous. Yeah. <laughs> it's here. <laughs> Look at my ass. Ah. Uh, that uh, that that's why they have the weird noses. Bajorans are actually evolved from owls. Mm-hmm. Mm. At night, they cough up a Bajoran pellet. <laughs> I was trying to work in a pellet, so I'm glad that you made it, James. Thank you. Teamwork. Makes uh, I like that there was a nice little uh, touching scene between Bork and Odo. Which oh, that was lovely. Yeah. Oh, it was. Um, they have way more chemistry than anybody else. Yep. I know. That yeah. was a great scene. I'm going to make so much more profit just on smuggling. Don't get used to it. Love I'll be back. Oh, so you're coming yeah. back then. Yeah. See, that's why, like, that's the thing. You. So... The, the 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 producers can't decide if the couple is Bashir and Garrick or Odo and Garrick. I mean, it's obviously Bashir and Garrick, but they yeah. keep wanting us. They 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 want to do like this love triangle thing or something, and they keep trying to shove but it's Odo Quark. Bashir Odo down us. I know it's Odo and Quark, and Bashir and Garrick. Yeah, like here's, those are yeah. the pairings. Here's the thing. You guys have mentioned that Garrick has seemed off. Maybe the showrunners were like, there's lots of homo going on with Bashir and Garrick. Maybe we need to fix that. By I, which I, I feel... mean, make a bad choice and try not to make them so I know. Gay. Well, then they should have had, they should have, if they, if that, if they wanted to no homo it, they should have put Garrick with, you know, a woman. Zial? Well, that's why maybe they had the weird Zial date was to be like, yeah. no, no, see, Garrick likes yeah. women, just barely legal women, yeah. you what's know, awful, like men do. What's awful is that does feel know. like that could have been a note the network sent down. I, I think it might have actually been. I'm trying to remember there. It, there was some discussion on things like that in um, the documentary that came out. Uh, I'm waiting till mm. to finish. Yeah, this we haven't watched it. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah, yeah and I, I won't. I won't say more than that. But like, I think there was some discussion on yeah. some of those topics with like I mean, what the network well, was. A case of the not a gaze would explain the whole Zial plot. It really feels yeah. like it because like well, there's, and, and, there's. Go ahead, James. Add it. Sorry, no, it's, it just doesn't add anything else. And especially if they you know they got enough complaints about the rejoined kiss earlier in the season and this and that. Oh, God, and I'm sure they did. There were probably Mothers Against Gay Kissing groups run all over the place writing letter campaigns. I mean, yeah, have yeah. you have you seen how hardcore Trekkies react to progressive things? Like, Bro, no, yes. Not well. Yeah. Some of them I don't are know real if those bad. are hardcore Trekkies. It might have just been, been Trekkie fans. Shitheads. That's yeah. true. 
Well, they are. They. It is a. There's a Venn diagram. They are shitheads and Star Trek fans. Yeah. And those people are in the middle. It, it is surprising, though, the number of people who count themselves as Star Trek fans who seem to have really missed a lot of the messages. Like Rick yeah. Berman. Ba 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 ba. I hate him. Well, people that say shit like, don't make it political. Why is everything. It's like, hi, do you remember <laughs> all these things that. I mean, what? It's always been. Uh. It was the first interracial kiss on TV. Like. Which, yeah, and that got lots of lots of flack too. Well, right, but that's what we're saying. Like, mm. yeah, the, it's, it's they always... have always been a progressive for their time show. Well, and also, like, didn't this is what I was trying to say before? I I feel like I've read or heard that Garrick's actor, whose name I can't remember now, Andrew, Andrew Robinson, Andrew, yeah. has said that he played Garrick as gay. Like that was always his intention was that yeah, Garrick that was too. gay for for Bashir for sure. So yeah, if I had to guess. I, I alluded a moment ago that I thought Garrick was kind of out of character and superfluous this episode because when we decide we're going on a field trip to go bring Odo to his foster parents' house or something, Garrick says, I'm coming too. And they're like, Garrick, there's really no reason for you to come. Let's go so far out of our way to make up a reason so that in the plot it makes sense why you're here, even though you're only here to ask are these Cardassians that we all assume are totally dead and have never thought were alive this entire season? Are they dead? Yes? See, okay. that that didn't... I mean, Cisco letting him go was like, okay, fair enough, I guess. His desire to go didn't strike me as weird, though, when you consider, like, how close him and, uh, and Abrantane were supposed to have been. Like, that I'd buy. Like, yeah, that to, to on me, some level, he just... Cisco says yes. He know? has to He has to be sure that Anabrin is dead. Like, that... I believe that there's some part of him that is just Then why hasn't he done hope. it before? Why hasn't he gone out there before? Well, because I don't think he'd have access founders. to go that, out there. Yeah, this, I think is, this, this is was the first easy opportunity. Like, if he just went on his own, they'd fucking vaporize him. Going as part of this larger mission... Oh, yeah, it's a bit of protection. Yeah. yeah. Plus, how would he get there? I don't think, as much as Cisco was willing to let him come be Odo's buddy, you don't see him being like, yeah, sure, borrow a round yeah. runabout, a roundabout, goddammit, a runabout and take a flight out to well, the Gamma Also, like, nobody, nobody knows where the home world is. See, I right. think, I think that the whole, like, I don't think he actually believed that there were any survivors of the attack. I think the whole thing oh, was a plot was to get, oh. get there and do the genocide and okay. maybe finish what he started. And, you know, if, you know, maybe people would figure, oh, I don't know how, but maybe they'd figure out that it was him and it would redeem his standing in Cardassian society posthumously. Yeah, because that is okay. always his goal. I like that a little more. It wasn't yeah. really clear to me because it it, it kind of came out of nowhere when all of a sudden he and Worf are fighting and breaking the set. Oh god, that was <laughs> yeah, hilarious. I love that. Oh, is that, that not supposed to happen? Well, because the I doors don't open that it. way, man. Yeah, I was like, oh. the doors usually open like this. <laughs> yeah, we but that one just fell in, and I was like, hmm. And then we rewound it. We're like, oh no, you're that's like definitely plywood back there. Like, nice. We're Whoops. we're looking into the backstage. <laughs> And they funny if that's like, the yeah, take I they love, used. I love that. You just see it. Go back now there's an intern that. back there drinking a coffee. He <laughs> kind of looks up and goes, uh-oh. See, like, for me, I guess, I had thought him wanting to go just to see if there was any possibility of any survivors. That, I was like, that seemed believable enough. For me, the, like, thing was him then apparently snapping and being like, let's genocide these fucks. I was like, wow, that, I, I just, I that's the part that struck me as weird, because... Mm. 
I can see him as a kind of guy who maybe would want revenge, but not the kind that he wouldn't survive. In that case, what I would kind of have wanted was any doubt that there could have been Cardassian survivors anywhere else in the season. Yeah. You know, this is this is a long time after whatever the oh, yeah. episode was where they all got effed. Yeah. yeah. And I agree though that my my belief about that actually the genocide being his initial goal from the start isn't really supported by anything episode, he's ever done but i, I think, wish it were because that's interesting that's yeah i interesting. think i yeah. think that's a headcanon thing because i i think having him be i think i think having him go just so he could you know grovel to the founder about oh, what about my friends uh nope, is you don't care fitting. about your friends i i liked um the uh, female changelings response to that which is they're dead they're all dead you're all dead like it's like you're (laughs) cardassian like all of cardassia is dead for what you did to us i thought it was implied that the whole plan was a setup that's what i thought too well they had already evacuated the home world right yeah they had um they had that romulan changeling yeah like so she's talking like it was this almost successful uh, strike against them and that their hubris will now cost them their entire like planet but i definitely thought the whole point was hey let's make let's make these people waste a whole bunch of resources get their entire fleet into one spot and then nuke it all i mean it could be it is it can be both yeah it could be that they'd started that plan and then the changelings found out about it and did what they did yeah, but just it just felt oddly, weirdly revengey. Well, and the Dominion personal. are also awful people, so oh, they, they don't have to be morally consistent. Yeah, absolutely. Last week's episode, the quickening. Yeah, yeah I mean no. that's also like goes back to one of my theories about that episode was that the home world that they went to, and thus the home world that Odo originally went to was not was like a decoy home world oh yeah that, you know I don't that was it... what i thought at the time and i actually even though it's not really supported in the episodes i still think that because if you looked at the size of the great link in this episode oh it's huge. compared yeah. to the size of the great link in odo's you know when odo first got there this was like an ocean of changelings versus the other great link which is like a small pond it, yeah, no, it was so big that Bashir almost threw a rock into it because he forgot it was full of sentient people. That, rock was, assuming, that yeah. rock was probably a sentient people. That's the thing. I'm assuming I, that, the, that, yeah. that that little rock that they were all standing on was just a changeling. Honestly, like <laughs> the, the very end shot where they're like, it, it kind of like pulls away from the, the rock. I was like, I was really hoping that like was waiting, yeah, the whole the thing was going to melt into goo just to, yeah. just to kind of be like, that would have been cool. They don't have the budget for that. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They already had to do an ocean of changelings. And two yeah. Odo fits. Yeah. No, they, they, they had to, they had, they spent so much on this episode. They had to make it so Odo won't shapeshift. We've expended our shapeshifting budget forever. <laughs> yeah it's funny you guys say that about the rock because chris said that while we were watching it surely there must be a place where the changelings end and the planet actually begins though yeah probably really far down yeah don't call me Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, although like... yes oh sorry although i suppose there is a very slim non-zero chance that that actually is like the tip of some mountain that there just weren't quite enough changelings to uh bury it but i doubt that 
or the whole planet is just changelings. Like it's just changelings all the way down. With a gooey one, fudge core. The ones on the bottom are very, very tightly squeezed and they're like this yes. hurts. Yeah, I mean longer. there's so many changelings they have a gravitational pull and an atmosphere around them. So I very quickly had watched the past like six or seven episodes or something um, to try to catch up um, as, as quickly and best I could. And I was starting to notice that I felt like the dialogue was starting to have nicer little character moments than there usually are. There have been a lot um, of nice little character moments, yeah. Yeah, like in, um, uh, what's it, For the Cause, there's kind of, there's sort of that discussion about the McKee and like, you know, it's like, do you agree with them? Like, what do you feel? And, you know, Miles is just kind of like, they got shafted. I can understand where they're coming from. Like, he's not abdicating his duty and joining them or anything, but he's like, they're not monsters. I can appreciate what they're trying to do. And I feel like that was kind of a good little character moment where like the characters are just discussing amongst themselves something. And like this, this episode had uh, an exchange where Worf was like, you know, was Dax's last host as argumentative, ar- argumentative mm. as this one. And uh, Cisco says, I think he said like more so. And Jadzia just says, thank you. I think. <laughs> um, and like, it's just cute. It's cute and it's nice. And like, they're kind of throwaway things that don't have to happen, but they're just the care, you know, these unique characters interacting with each other. And I feel like that really wasn't as present in the past as it really should have been. Mm. Like they'd usually like, they might have these discussions, but it'd be like, you know, it was like when Jadzia talked to Kira about killing people like, okay, that's kind yeah. of like a character based discussion, but it was always in service to the, the greater plot or something instead of just being these are unique people these this is how they would interact well this was we talked about earlier that um you know this season one of the showrunners kind of went off to do something else and the guy who now was fully in charge like was very big on you know he talked about how he really wanted to fix Bashir and all this other stuff so I imagine that this was also part of his like new push was like we're gonna do a lot of like extra character stuff as well Mm. yeah yeah, they're they're knocking it out of the park with the characters. I think like like I remember being like, okay, let's let's see how Dax and Worf actually end up, you know, butting heads or you know, butting other parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was they had a nice little moment where the two of them were just bickering yeah. about how the, how antisocial they think Odo is because they yeah. both have different perspectives on this. And I was like. Actually, all of this actually works. I didn't expect it to because normally I'd find like, ugh, they're going to bang at some point just because I happen to know. They're doing the bickering cute thing, but it worked and I liked it. So I mm. think I'm getting excited. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is building up. Like they they started their relationship, you know, kind of flirty and, you know, they go in and they do the wrestling in the holodeck and grunting. But yeah. Mm. But this, this show, like Very this is more than shirts. just, you know, at the, with that stuff, just like okay, they're connecting. Like, is the basis for this relationship that they're building just the fact that they both like Klingon shit? Because <laughs> that's kind of thin. But now we're actually seeing that they have, you know, some type of a cute relationship. Yeah, yeah. It it feels believable that Jedzia would actually be attracted to someone who pushes back on mm. stuff, even though she she probably thinks it's kind of like adorable. More than anything, <laughs> she's probably like, "Oh, Worf, that's so cute that you're that you're fighting with me on this. You're wrong." Cor <laughs> did the same thing. Aww. Uh, yeah, no, it it is really nice. Like, it's one of those things that I know we talked about it before, but you know, 
the one thing TNG never fully escaped was the like weird character sterility that Gene forced in the first two seasons. Very true. Like even after he was gone and no longer had control, they never quite got that back on track. Which it's just so refreshing to have these characters whose interactions feel so sometimes real and normal. Yeah. And I know we've talked about this before. Like, there, there's that quote from uh, Rene Ekavari about how he, he much preferred writing DS9 because you the characters are so distinct. Yeah. And, like, you, you, like, you don't need to necessarily even put down the, the characters' names on the page to know whose line goes to who. Yeah. Because these characters do all have a distinctive voice. And I I found that when we were doing the, the fanfics recently, you know, I just thought, I was like, wow, okay, it it's way easier to write these DS9 characters than it is to write TNG characters. I would like to say, uh, as a listener to this podcast, that episode was fantastic, by the way. Our fanfic episode? I really, really liked oh, I'm everyone's liked fanfics. Like, oh, I'm not even you. kidding. I li- My jaw literally dropped at the end of Jake's. <laughs> when-, <laughs> when you just straight up kill Gowron. Like, Spoilers. Spoiler alert. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they listen to it by now. But like, yes. yeah, no, like all of the stories, like I was, I was literally impressed with everyone's in different ways. It was Thank a you. lot, a lot of fun. Yay. Thank you. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's good feedback. It Thank was you. it was a fun change of pace for us too, doing the uh, uh, the voicing. Yes, well, yeah, writing it as a screenplay, mm. teleplay as opposed yeah, to yeah, I like yeah. that format story. That was yeah, yeah we'll, see, we'll for, see if we keep for, it up for radio. You should definitely keep it up. Okay, good to know. Thank you for the feedback. Thank You're you. welcome. So yeah, Solodo, Solido. What are we calling him now? Odo. That's his name. No, I yes. know. I was trying to. You call him what he wishes to be His name is, is still Odo. unknown. Sample, so that's true. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is depressing. But yeah, that that's a that's a thing. They made him. They've made him people. That's going to be hard. With the first time he has to take a dump. Yeah. Oh God. He's going to need definitely like someone there holding his hand. <laughs> I'm just imagining though, like, like he presumably he has a penis. Bro, he has no boner control, right? That's what I'm thinking. I'm just imagining <laughs> yeah. him walking no around the station control. with a massive oh, raging hard on. Oh god. <laughs> I, I can't help it, guys. The fabric keeps rubbing against it. What oh, am I supposed a, to do? Oh, I think it's my nightstick. Oh, dude. <laughs> you have the awkward teenage my years of, oh, of learning to control it. He's it's like puberty now. Julian was right. Mm-hmm. For real though, yeah. I just imagine every time he sees Kira for the next couple of weeks, he's just like, oh, oh yeah, Hi, Major. I just, I'm gonna be holding these textbooks here for a while. <laughs> oh no. Pads. It's just a pile of pads. Yep, yep. And then she sneezes 15 times in a row, which was which was actually decent progression of uh, of the yeah. of the yeah. thing Good that was mentioned back. last week. Yeah, yeah. That that was also <laughs> yeah. part of the crew having conversations that were just kind of enjoyable, oh, and realistic. Bets on her. Yeah, when sneezes. She starts sneezing, and Jadzia is just like one, two, three. <laughs> nice. But man, uh, that must be miserable. Oh yeah. Like, like I'm sh- like human pregnancy seems miserable enough. Yeah. But to deal with like all that stuff. Plus, you now sneeze uncontrollably. I constantly. would rather have it's uncontrollable just... sneezing than barfing all the yeah, time. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I, I know a coworker of mine who's had two kids, and, and both times, she doesn't just get morning sickness. She gets it, like, vicious. 
Ugh. I'm sure if you asked her what she'd rather have, but yeah, no, I'd rather just sneeze all the time. A lot of people go through that with allergies anyway. I mean, she could Plus, always like, roll honestly, the dice on the thalidomide, you know? Morning. Oh, no. The other thing is, is that morning sickness is kind of a misnomer. It's kind of like all the time sickness. I don't think it's just the morning. Well, no, but there, I guess I guess it actually some people though do tend to have it happen more often in the morning, and some will have it more. Like my other coworker recently announced they're pregnant. She said, "I actually have it more in the afternoon." So Why are it, you talking about pregnancy so much with your coworkers? Because they're pregnant. That, that, that's what happens. What are you Tell me to about do? your baby. Like I don't ask. There's like, hey, just so you know. Well, especially I mean, right now. I mean, we're all stuck baby. indoors. The only thing going on right now. And actually, now... this this one coworker is on my section. I'm her backup for certain things. So, I mean, I gotta know because that means I gotta do some of her work in March. You've gotta know when she's vomiting. <laughs> oh no, that was because someone else asked. <laughs> I don't know. People do that sort of stuff. Especially like people who have been through pregnancy before yeah. like to be like, "How are you doing with the morning oh, sickness?" Oh, and I think yeah. that's here's what it my folk remedy. <laughs> it's really off. It's, it's awful, isn't it? Yeah. Like, have I tried was... apple cider vinegar? Did you do jumping jacks? That can induce pregnancy. Have you done a pickle juice I mean, enema? Pregnancy? Uh, not that labor. No. <laughs> jumping jacks causing pregnancy sounds like something yep. from Seinfeld, doesn't it? Like, I like, got gonorrhea from riding on his rusty old say, It sounds like something from, like, Christian, Christian camp. School, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you uh, can only do squat thrusts because jumping jacks will lead to pregnancy. So, uh, but <laughs> anyway, we got off course. What, what do we feel, like, as a concept, though, of, like, their punishment for Odo making him people? I think like, it's that's, It's kind of fascinating. Yeah. It seems like, I think, I think the female changeling summed it up best as... This we this is even crueler. We should have just killed him. Yeah. There was a good quote in, in the big book of Deep Space Nine that I've been reading that talks about how Odo, Odo is the anti-Pinocchio. So you've got Spock in, in mm. TOS, who's half human, who's already got the, the human stuff going on. You've got Data, who secretly, not so secretly, wants to be human, wants yeah. to be a real boy. And then you have Odo, who who does not want to be a real boy. He wants to be a better puppet. He wants to be a better Pinocchio. He wants to learn who Pinocchio is without having to be a real boy about it. So to make him a real boy all of a sudden, like, you've just upended his identity entirely. Yeah. Yeah. No, he does He does have that line at the end where he's just like, you know, my job is the only thing I have left. Like, like Worf. <laughs> Worf has Alexander. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, in a way, I do like Garrick trying to put a positive spin on it for him, though, at the end. Like, in a weird way, it's like, wow, there's all this stuff he will get to experience as an adult that we all just sort of take for granted because we experienced it before we were conscious, you know? Oh, man, creme brulee. His first like, uncontrollable your, your first boner. creme brulee. Yeah, your, well, that's yeah, you. Your first, uh, <laughs> well, no, we all, well, we were all old enough to remember the first time we were turned on. Um, I feel like a lot of people don't, though, do they? I mean, I don't, I'm, I would have been sentient for it but i don't think i remember it this has gotten very awkward yeah yeah we're all, we're all now thinking about our sexual awakenings i'll have a story about that on a future episode oh no oh no why i'm looking because it was probably it. during an episode were you if, watching dax doing jumping jacks <laughs> no jake if i subscribe to your just fans can i hear about it sooner <laughs> yeah we should all do our our, for our sexual awakening fanfics <laughs> But yes, I'm sure, again, from, from Odo's perspective, it's really not worth it. But if you had to find the silver lining, like, yeah, like you said, Abe's his first time eating creme brulee or, you know, like... Wool socks. His, you say, on the one hand, I'm sure his first shit will be terrifying. 
Yeah. But his first truly satisfying shit mm-hmm. will be a whole different experience. Yeah. Um, they, like, they, if his first meal is like a uh, you know Taco Bell or, or KFC oh, or something, oh, no. it's, it's... No. oh <laughs> yeah, no. Gah. So I have something absolutely unimportant to bring up. Sure, yes, those are my please. favorite kinds. Renee Abergenois seems to have really tiny nipples. I said that. I said that. <laughs> I was so like, glad. look at his teeny tiny so nips. <laughs> I made fun of his little nip knobs when they showed like, him. Oh, God. I, don't, I don't know if they're tiny or if there was just no areola. <laughs> no, I think. Because uh, I like, mean, I it, think I, nip nipple size is largely variable, right? But he's also like a beanpole of a person, and I kind yeah. of wonder if nipple size is ever related to like how much meat you have in the area, for <sighs> lack of a better term. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I don't know. This is a very meaty group, so we also don't know, like. I don't know. Maybe they just put too much makeup on his chest. On his nipples. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's true. They like, probably were trying to blend his natural skin color with the color of his prosthetics. That's yeah. I was oh, I was kind of wondering sense. that. I think he's just got teeny tiny nipples. You might. What are you good? That's, like, and that's you? okay. I was just I was just you know I was a little everyone, surprised. I guess everyone has a differently sh- differently shaped areola aka Jesus the pigmented God. skin that follow or that surrounds the nipple genetics has the biggest role in determining the size appearance and color of the areola puberty periods and pregnancy oh, apparently this is for women can also change the appearance of the areola over time sorry um assigned women at birth excuse me and this uh, article is acting like men don't have areola we totally do what the size of your nipple really means <laughs> because wow okay this is this is a fascinating but this is gonna be a very long episode we haven't even done tops and bottoms yet you know this is all about lady areola fine but i'm sure the the technology i'm sure the science is the same they're the same organ well yeah but you started this rossi god damn you welcome it was really important i clearly wasn't the only one yeah no that's yeah i also it was the first thing she said when she looked at him Aww. And I think you said something about him having a schlong immediately, so I just feel well, like... Well, because I'm detecting a heart and kidneys and a schlong. Like, that's the thing. Like, you can't pretend they didn't both notice it immediately, but they both pretended they didn't. Yeah, because he's naked. So, yeah. So they mm-hmm. definitely saw his dick. So speaking of which, do we think His that... pubic hair is like the hair on his head? Stop. No. Stop! No! Oh, <laughs> just no! like a shell. <laughs> it's all like greased down, just like um, his fucking no. hair. I, I was gonna say, like, Blech. this is actually a semi-serious thing. Um, oh. Not serious, but like, is Odo fertile? Like, oh. could he... Oh, that's interesting. Ha- I mean, could there be a baby Odo, and would it be... I mean, I guess it would be all human. Yeah, it would be human, yeah. right? But would it inherit the face? Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, not if it's well, lucky. He, ha- he has blood. Hmm. So yeah, no. I mean, presumably he could. Yeah. Yeah. He has a DNA. Oh, negative. Presumably. Is O negative the universal donor or recipient? A donor. donor. That's well, either way, donor. he's either really lucky or making a lot of other people really lucky. They probably. I mean, I'm assuming in the future they can just like synthesize. That's true. As much blood as they need. Well, that's what they did in True Blood. So I guess <laughs> obviously they're in the same universe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, I guess it would be. Yeah, I don't know that they would want him having kids, so they may have made him sterile. Mm. Just That's... as another another act of like 
you know. Yeah, that's even worse. You're not just people. You can't even pass yourself along. Like well, I also wonder, like, is he legit? Because I don't imagine that the the changelings have the magic power to turn him into human. I think they had him. You know, they formed him into human, and then somehow locked him in that shape, like prevented him from reverting back. Well, but he was reading human, right, on the instruments? Yeah, but they said previously that when he's being a thing, he is that thing. Oh, and get, okay. And he gets detected as that thing. So I, like, mm. it would it would be magic, right, if they just synthesized human flesh out of nothing. It had, I still think he is made out of changeling. Hmm. He just cannot oh, revert yeah. to any other shape. Yeah. Or they, they, seen, they... We've seen the blood, but the blood usually turns very quickly. Yeah. yeah. To changeling goo. Well, maybe what they did is they built organs in him that well, he definitely has organs. That well, obviously, but I'm saying, you know, like blood is made out of you know, we manufacture blood as part of being alive. Yeah. So maybe that maybe the blood is real blood being made by his organs, which are made out of changeling. Maybe they uh, just devolved him back into their original form, that species that seeded the galaxy. Ah, yes, the fucking chase. <laughs> God damn it. Well, and if those aliens were able to seed the galaxy, that means he's fertile. So, ba wait a minute. So, the, so, I don't know if I mentioned this at the time, but so that actress, the female yeah. changeling, her that actress first appeared as a different, well, we assume a different character in the chase. Mm-hmm. But in this character was introduced in The Search. <gasps> the Hide and theory. The Seek. I oh wondered a little God. bit, when we see a female changeling, who doesn't have a name, who's just called female changeling, is it always her or is it other changelings taking on that shape? Oh. Hmm. I, th I think it could, it could be others to especially because they um, they share knowledge and all this yeah the the changelings share so much information that at times they probably don't know themselves from the next person yeah the ocean becomes the drop yes drop becomes the ocean that's a good point yeah hmm. yeah because i mean the great link seems to just be like you know it's like you just share all your information with Everyone. Yeah, yeah. Gowron, Gowron has eyes for days and is now a changeling. Mm-hmm. Man, who got that job? That must be a hard one. <laughs> what is I don't know. He's, he's pretty predictable. No, I just mean keeping his shape, oh. though. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay, fair. His eyes make no sense. I wonder if other changelings have to revert to liquid form over, you know, after a certain amount of time like Odo does, or if that's just because he's He's just not very good at it. They're, I mean, I, I have to imagine that because they can do things he can't, like hair and, mm. you know, other things, that they may have to rest, but it's probably a lot longer. Because I was going to say, at that point, like, that would be pretty dangerous impersonating a high-profile person because you, so somebody walks in on you in your bucket. You know, yeah. What's going on? Where's Gowron? Oh, I got something on my shoe. Jeez. Maybe yeah. they have a team. Maybe they have a, a team of changelings. Mm. All shifting when being Gowron, different, different times. There we oh, go. Interesting. And that would be easy, because they all share thoughts anyway, so yeah. it wouldn't be like they would accidentally drop the ball somehow. Yeah. Hmm. Relay changeling. Yeah, and then whoever's napping at, the, at any given time, the one who is 
out and about can make sure he, he's hidden and no one checks on him. Gowron's uh, so... always walking out of rooms being like, don't go in there! <laughs> I took a massive, a massive dump! Klingon <laughs> dumps have to be the worst. <laughs> the worst. Or in some sort of bizarre irony, they actually do smell like pleasant flowers. Yikes. Mm. Yikes. You think your shit smells like roses. It's jasmine, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so Garrick tries to, not sabotage, but tries to take over the ship, mm-hmm. at least the, the weapon system, yeah. attempts a genocide, assaults a Federation officer, and he gets six months in, in the can. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that a fair punishment, we think? Or, no. Uh, God, no. Like, I, but, I'm uh... surprised that, uh, that... But gosh, he's just so charming. He's the most charming <laughs> attempted genocidist that we ever have met. I mean, it's not even like he's... there were mitigating circumstances. Like, sometimes you can be like, okay, I can understand they gave a light sentence to Kirk for all the bullshit he pulled because he also saved Earth. Yeah. But Garrick hasn't really done anything good. To mitigate a light sentence. He's making Bashir a better man. <laughs> I think it's just because Cisco knows it's useful to have him around. Maybe. I mean, if he's in a cell, you've got him around all the time. I mean, they I, could also, yeah. Like, he, I'm sure he would have been well within his rights to have him sent to a penal colony for the rest of his life. But it's or like, like... deported to Cardassia, which would just be a death sentence. Yeah, like, yeah. there's plenty of things he could have done. But he was like, eh. I mean, I'll admit, the one thing that would suck is those cells are pretty small. Mm. And, like, having to send, spend six months in that, even with, I'm sure, occasional, like, walkabouts. Visits from Bashir. Like, that would, uh, that would suck. You know, yeah. like, I don't... I don't mind having been quarantined at home, but if I had to spend the whole quarantine in my room, I might have gone a bit daffy. Yeah, well, I also think part of the problem is that, you know, it's just a force field wall. Mm. So there's not really any privacy at all. Yeah, no. And he'll be in there with Bajoran drunks throwing ethnic slurs at him from across the room. Mm. I bet you can, mm, I bet you can darken a force field. Maybe. I also bet they might just confine him to unused quarters or something, so... Maybe. Or maybe there's a bigger back room. Maybe that's like the drunk tank, and in the back they have like real actual cells. Yeah, yeah. They, they've got to have something else. There's not even Odo's a bathroom. going to get tired of his bullshit after a day and let him out on good behavior. <laughs> no, just let him out on behavior. <laughs> they, they would, not, not only that, they would just be like, you know what, I'm sick, of, I'm sick of you talking, just get out of here, and he deactivates the force field himself. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's what he could have walked guys. out any time. I hate to say it, but we've been going almost an hour and a half, and we haven't done our tops and bottoms. So That's true. Oh my gosh. Move move ahead. Madness. Sheer madness. All right. Well, I it say... It was a good season. Yeah. It was a good season. Hot dog this season. Yeah, no, I had, to, I had three bottoms, and then it was like way too many tops, and I had to whittle. Mm. I had four of each. So, uh... I, I have something like that, that I'm just yeah. going to make a call on the fly after... after more context from today you know yeah no really solid season it had a lot of genuinely good episodes and then it had episodes that i loved that were fun uh that will not be making the list yeah uh little green men is not in my top for example that's surprising i i i was gonna pin that one like just automatically put it on the list i'm wondering if you're gonna have it in your bottom aims it's pure fun, but there were so many just episodes that were genuinely good that to put it on the list above one of them would just be a lie. Hmm. Well, why don't we stop keeping 
the people in suspense. Yeah. Who's going to go and, uh, first? You. Why me? Because you asked. Fuck. Yeah. No, Start I agree. Bottoms. Caitlin should always go first. Bottoms Bottom. first? Yeah. No, bottoms let's do tops up. first because really? the tops are funner. Uh, oh, okay. I like ending on the high note. Do you? Well, god damn yeah. it. I hate it. <laughs> high note. End on a high note. Okay, so I guess I'm doing the bottom. High note. End on uh, a high note. I, I don't you have. You can't hit that note, Rossi. Yes, I can. I'm doing it. Uh, so my bottom three keep in mind that i like reviewed them last night and now don't remember anything about them so i don't have any i don't have a lot of great reasons to say why these are my bottom one of them you probably expect the others i don't know but i put down a session Mm -hmm. crossfire and okay yeah Rules of engagement because it was awful. Which one was the session? Yeah. That was uh, the Dajaras. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just hated that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you liked Crossfire more because that was an Odo. Yeah. Crossfire. Yeah. Like, I didn't like it either, but I thought, I, I thought so it would be higher in your thing, list. Thing is, I also put the Muse as honorable mention because as great as the Luoxana Odo stuff was... The Muse the, stuff was unfucking the, the watchable. The pedo shit was weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, shit. and I same with Crossfire. Odo gave me feelings, but fucking Shakar and his stupid bullshit. <laughs> I was just like, ugh. You're like in your forties or something, and you're acting like you're twelve. It's dumb. So there you have it. My bottom three. Awesome. Jake goes next. Okay, this shouldn't be too surprising, I guess. My bottoms, in no particular order are The Muse, Rules of Engagement, and Crossfire. Wow. Yeah. And for pretty much the same reasons that, that Caitlin mentioned. Crossfire, like, I don't know. I didn't, like, actively dislike Crossfire, I guess, but it just, it was so nothing to me. I, I was, it was boring. That's almost and... worse, isn't it? Yeah. It's, like, like being is so not... unremarkable. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I actually, you you had, I know you had a session on there, but, and I I didn't mind that one as much. I didn't write that. I had other honorable mentions, but I didn't write them down. So I think it just maybe it was the maybe it was the ideals that I object to more than the than the uh, uh, what's to call it episode itself. But when Mm. I remembered it and what it was about, I was like, ugh. so (laughs) that's how it made it on there because I was just like, oh, that fucking guy. So. Well, Ames, I think you should go next. I can go next, absolutely. I'm going to have a, l- a couple different uh, episodes, though Though I agree, I did not care for Crossfire or Recession. Luoxana made the Muse more tolerable than, than I thought, so the Muse I didn't mind. But my, my bottom three are going to be body parts, for all the reasons we just discussed. Of course, yep. All the missed opportunities, and we wrote a much better episode in the past little while than they ever could. Shattered Mirror on principle. <clears throat> And rules of engagement because it's it was stupid and had a really really dumb literary technique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was their second one? Shattered Mirror. Yeah, the was... Mirror, mirror oh, episode. One. Oh yeah. No, of course. Okay. Jennifer yep. Cisco. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't care for Jennifer Cisco at all. You know she sucked. I'm with you. I liked it the fact that the word mirror was in it didn't throw didn't tip me off to what it was. <laughs> At first I was like, wait, is that that shitty Julian episode? No, wait, wasn't that last season? That was, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, oh, that was terrible. Super confused. That anyway. one's a, that one's bad enough to be the top three for the next or the bottom three for the next four seasons. 
Yes. Well, listen, bottom however many is coming someday at the end. Great. So. Chris, tell us, tell us yours. Crossfire, because it was high school drama in DS9. Yeah. Like, fuck that. This one I'm, I'm going to get some flack for, I think, probably. Indiscretion. Really? Interesting. Uh, uh, because the B-plot was garbage. Like, Which was it? It was like, Cisco's afraid of commitment all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah and the A-plot was just tonally all over the place. <laughs> it was Spike in my ass. Isn't that funny? <laughs> and um, the butt! <laughs> and I'm also just always deeply uncomfortable when Kira is alone with... Gal Dukat. Like, I'm always waiting for him to, like, try something. Well, also just them, like, sort of getting along sometimes just makes you feel... Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, in a better episode, that could have been great, but I just feel like it wasn't in a good episode. Mm. And, surprising no one, rules of engagement. Bingo. Yeah. Fucking. That one was silly. Let's see what Rossi thought, though. Yeah, Did nope, Rossi lot of, love lot Rules of, of Engagement? Nope. All of mine were were <laughs> similar and on your, your lists. Uh, the Muse was so uncomfortable, I actually only watched the... Was that the A plot or the B plot? They were kind of interchangeable. Well, it was called The Muse. Oh, I suppose yeah. you could say that the Waxana is also The Muse, because right. she drew all that beautifulness out of Odo. Right. But I think that the alien thing was the muse, so I assume yeah. that's the A plot. I feel like I feel like the the Luoxana stuff was like the best part of the episode and I was still pretty let down yeah. by that stuff. And isn't that the last time that yeah. Luoxana, last time. like yeah, she doesn't show up again. And that's a huge shame. Like that's that's not like the send off that character deserved. Yeah. Did it's I her swan did song. I say during that episode, I wonder if we'll see the sun in Picard. I think you did. Okay. If not, you said it after we finished recording, but now it's oh, on maybe. tape again. Oh, maybe. I don't again. know. I would, I would love to to call that back. It would be yeah. really great to have that character show up in Picard so that terrible things can happen. Oh, <laughs> no. They all get murdered horrible ways. So, yeah. No, it's like the, the sexual grooming aspect of the muse was just so atrocious and so Deeply terrible that I was I was skipping it. Like, it, it wasn't cool from a story standpoint, and I actually think it was really inappropriate from, like, in the real world, putting Sirach Lofton into that situation. Even though he might have actually been 18 at that point, like, they, they literally had, you know, a woman, like, whispering sexy things into this 18-year-old's ear. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, technically legal, really mm-hmm. not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good point. Know. I hadn't even really thought of it that way. Right, it's yeah. even worse that way. Yeah. And What was your number one, Rossi? Uh, the others are <laughs> Shattered Mirror. I didn't even rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> I skipped it, and I was like, bottom three. I'm not even... I'm not even <laughs> I remember enough. I don't care. And some of this is only because I was only able to really catch up with the back half of the season. But Ascension, I really didn't enjoy. I think it continues to portray the the show has created the Bajorans and then is basically like if if a show had a race of people and treated them the way this show treats the Bajorans, we would all think it was unacceptable because hmm. they're they're like intentionally portrayed as this over-the-top negative caricature of what a group of people could possibly be. Yeah, and this we is keep a, saying they're the worst. They right, shouldn't be allowed right, to Right, but, but it's just it's like it's like if if someone had been like, you know, like, oh, this is what people from Delaware are like, and then portrayed the Bajor, you know, the Delawareans like Bajorans, you'd be like, whoa, this is actually really a little too far and unacceptable. Like you've been to this Delaware. Isn't, this isn't okay. It's a nightmare. And so it's just it's just further 
bizarre, terrible treatment of the Bajorans. And yeah. 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 Mm. And those are my three. Nice. All right. Let's talk about good things now. Yeah. Because there was a lot. There was a lot of good. Yeah. That was really hard coming up with my top three. Yeah. Are you still coming up with your top three, Jake? No, no. I have a top three. I just, okay. uh, I had to, I had to cut a lot of things that I really liked. Yeah. To come up, could you come up with the three that I liked the most? Mm-hmm. Do we want to start with Caitlin again or yeah, different order? Yeah, same order. All right, Caitlin, come on. Give it to us. All right. The Visitor. Because yeah. just the acting. Yeah. Especially from young, the young Jake Sisko, Chirac, because like we had never really seen him act like this before and he acts the hell out of it and it's beautiful and sad and oh, so good. Hard time. Because uh, <laughs> God, what a good fucking episode that was. And uh, rejoined. Sweet. Even though, even though it hurt me, maybe especially because it hurt me. I don't know. It didn't do what I expected. Well, I guess no. That's not even true. I knew that it couldn't happen, mm. but the way it didn't happen, I was like, oh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> so mm. I don't know. Anyway, I just and I really liked it, just in general, because we got it's sort of like with the visitor. It's like we got the best Terry Farrell. Or Farrell that we had really gotten. Terry Farrell. You know, like Will Farrell. <laughs> I was thinking like Farrell Willie. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's where I got that from. Anyway, I thought she was really brilliant in that episode. And I felt like that was sort of a... I don't know if that was like the start of her turning into like a better actress a lot of the time. But it felt like it kind of was. And I don't know. I just thought it was nice. Awesome. Jake. Okay. Yeah, mine shouldn't be too surprising either. So I also had The Visitor. I also had Hard Time. And my third is different. It is The Quickening. Mm. That oh, was the my, that quickening. was my, um, I don't know if you can see what that says. I can see. But oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. The oh, listeners yeah, you... definitely can't see. What was, what was, what was the top one that was crossed out? That was rejoined. I, I, I had a, like a last minute switch, but The Quickening is definitely like tied for third or something. Mm. Yeah, I can't disagree on rejoined either. And you know, there's, like I say, I think there's probably three or four others yeah. that I could have put on this list and been okay with. Yeah, we definitely had an embarrassment of riches this season yeah. instead of like a bunch of shit. Well, not that we've ever had a bunch of shit, but we've certainly had a more middle of the road season shit. Season one of TNG was... I'm talking about D-Space now. Oh. I'm not talking about... The entire animated series. Yeah. We're trying to pick three good episodes from that. I'm just saying, like, Deep Space Nine has by far been the most consistent, in my opinion, in terms yeah. of good or at least bearable. Yeah. Yeah, and also the least shit. Like, there is very little that's, like, outright bad. Yeah, that's to say. I mean, even with my bottoms, like these bottoms, even though I yeah, really didn't not... like them, I think maybe out of those three... Rules none, of none of them were really offensively yeah. Yeah, bad. I don't know if any of these bads will make it onto the series bads at the at the very end mm. when we do that. Unlike quiet words or distant whispers distant or voices. whatever. That oof. Code of honor. Yeah, I had, um, this is going to shock exactly everyone. No, it won't. Because I also had The Quickening. Which, you know, as of last week, when we watched The Quickening, I was convinced I was going to have a different top three because I I really was 
banking on Starship down, making it to the end of the season for me. But it just got beat out by the quickening. So mm. the great screen grab of Starship down, I had ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. But I also, I like, I lo- really thought Starship Done was solid because it had a lot of great moments. But then the quickening happened. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, this. And then, not going to be a surprise, my other two are Hard Time and The Visitor because they're just stunning stories. Nice. Well, your work is not completely in vain, Ames. <gasps> Starship Down. Yay! Just wonderful bit of character scenes and drama and it's a submarine movie and... Kool-Aid Manning torpedoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> to steal Ames Somebody joke. should make it so that when a torpedo hits your your hull, it just, there's a built-in speaker that says, oh, yeah. <laughs> but only if it the doesn't last explode. Thing you hear. It has to pierce the hull and not explode. <laughs> what does it say if it explodes? Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Rejoined. Mm. Because it was a damn fine episode and uh, a major turning point for Dax. And The Visitor, because it's the (gasps) fucking Visitor. Yeah. I am actually shocked our man Bashir isn't on your list, Chris. That, like Little Green Men, was like, I love it. It is pure joy. But I can't lie and say it's a better episode than... Not just the stuff on my list, but even the stuff that didn't make my list that was on your guys' lists. Hmm. Like, I can recognize that that is because I love James Bond, and I love Star Trek, and Little Me had a soft spot for Moonraker. So, like, it's a great episode. It is so much fun. But I'm not gonna lie to anybody. Just like I wouldn't like lie about... Like you did Time Zero that one time. I was gonna say, it says the man who put Time's <laughs> arrow on his list. Just part one. <laughs> Part two was bad. I knew you were going to say that. It's always what you say. <laughs> yeah, for a while, Hippocratic Oath was up there with me, too. Yeah, Hippocratic Oath, oh, was, that's like, one... that was definitely one of my top uh, few. Is that when he's trying to uh, cure the cure Gemma, the Gemma Dar, Dar. of their yeah. white addiction? That's good. Yeah. And Miles sabotages it out of pure racism. Yeah, I was going to say, Miles the racist O'Brien fucking strikes again. There's some potatoes uh, O'Brien in the freezer right now. We do have potatoes O'Brien in the fridge. Oh, and that's man, not I'm us being hungry. racist. That's just the I, truth. I have beef stew in the crock pot ooh, in the kitchen next ooh. to me. And Stop. it's and it's tormenting me right now. It's a good I day for it. It's chilly. I miss your cooking, Ames. Jesus. I mean, I I'll, miss you too, but I really miss you. <laughs> I really miss you. I, well, we can, we can still interact. That's we what can't I mean. have I don't, your stew. I don't get to interact with your beef stew. So... <laughs> So Rossi, though, where yes. where are you for your talks? Um, so I I do kind of want to make like the shout outs for Armand Bashir and Little Green Men, which are episodes that I adore, but they are not better than no. other episodes in the season. But God, but, they're good. But I love them. I love yeah. them so much. Um, the Umox can get dropped though. The yes. Other, dropped yeah. yeah. Any yeah, reference that, to Umox yeah. can get dropped. It needs. To oh, stop. I mean, we didn't even mention there was a oh yeah the Umox in the Brunt Ugh. episode. Brunt such long, slender fingers. Oh. I would rather fucking Umox the Grand Nagus than Brunt. Seriously. <sighs> Yuck. Um, anyway, back to Rossi. But yeah, yeah. so The Visitor, which yeah. actually is an episode I, I didn't even get to rewatch. And I just, I, I remember it being so good and like kind of coming out of nowhere. Yeah. During the yeah. season where it's just sort of, it's like there's, you know, it's like you, you don't necessarily expect, you know, like... A grown man crying about his like ghost dad. <laughs> so I love it. So uh, also, hard time. 
because mm-hmm. Miles O'Brien sad story. I always like those. I, <laughs> Me too. I kind of. <laughs> I, I'm now I'm almost second guessing myself now, but like I, I liked for the cause a lot. That almost made my list. That's Eddington. where Eddington joins the Mucky. Yeah. Yes. Well, okay, and, yeah. and feels he's always yeah. been Mucky. And yeah. and Eddington yeah. makes the same point I do about the Federation and the Borg. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's also got that great Cassidy Yates B plot too. Yeah, that well, was. A, I mean, well. real, hardly a B plot, but yeah, yeah. babe basically all intertwined but like yeah no and it it also like it's interesting because it also like it shows a lot of stuff about cisco that's incredibly ugly which is manipulated very easily yeah but but like he gets manipulated but then also like you know when he's talking to eddington he's like he's basically like i will chase you to the ends of the earth and murder you for what you've done yeah. Like he is he is like furious. You made me have a fight with my girlfriend. Yeah, I was gonna right. say to, to be clear, what you've done is fuck up my relationship. Like Yeah. But ugh. but like the whole like it's like his his rage at Eddington is like out so out there. I've said and... it before, like Cisco makes a lot of sense in the mirror universe. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but he's it's like it's like your disloyalty. Like yeah. it's not whether it's not whether the McKee are in the right or in the wrong. It's that you put on that uniform and you lied to me. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's so narrow mm. in what he considers as moral or not. And I find I found that really interesting. Yeah. Because um, I feel like, you know, it's like for a lot of that episode, you see the Federation being on the wrong side of like you know of of history and of of what's right or wrong and you also have a few good character interactions discussing the maquis and you know Worf being like it's like ah you're a terrorist that's that's dishonorable and miles says oh you well you better not let kira hear you saying that yeah you know and i i i'm sure i could keep talking and i i i that's not what we're discussing we're not discussing that episode you did that like a week or two ago so anyway thank you Yep. But, uh, yeah, I mean, to, to that point, though, I mean, um, having a, uh, you know, a vengeance obsession is like the official like, oh, you're a real Starfleet captain now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kirk had the Klingons, Picard had the Borg, and now well, Kirk, Cisco has Eddington. Kirk, Kirk had the Klingons. Before he had the Klingons, he had that gas that killed a bunch of his men. Oh, that's oh, yeah. true. Yeah, that was his gas. first obsession. That was obsession. literally yeah. obsession. Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what did you say, Caitlin? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> I said suspicion, like an oh, idiot. Oh, you were close. You know what no. you said? What you said was, this has been a long episode. Yeah. We should go. Yes. Oh. We need to eat that stew. Jake Thank out. you for listening to a Star Trek steer to pie. Keep going. Thanks, Jake. No second outro. No second take. Jake us out, I didn't mean literally. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week for a star to steer her by for body parts and broken link. If you and our season four wrap up, if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can subscribe to us where you find all fine podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, which I think is going away. Apple podcasts. We're also on Facebook. You can search a star to steer her by. We are SSHB podcast on Twitter and Tumblr. You can visit our website at sshbpodcast.com which will probably just link to Tumblr but like maybe someday there'll be a website who knows hey and the the 
Pops and Bottoms from here are going to be up there, so you'll yeah. see what screen, check, gr- screen can, grab I got. And other seasons, you can check out. Text version of this episode. Past yes. seasons and past series, Tops and Bottoms, you can see our old fanfics that James so lovingly uh, plugged here today. And They were so good. You can act them out with your friends. Yeah. yeah. And if you do, you should definitely record it and send it to us. Oh, my God. I'd love that. I send really us royalties would love that. because, you know. Huh? Nothing. I just didn't uh, hear what you said. I said you should you should send us royalties because you know. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. Intellectual property. Five bucks. Although, technically, I guess we're also please. lifting intellectual. Yeah, property I don't think it works Star like that. So. Yeah, no, we can't yeah. have. Don't send nobody us. paying any attention to this. I mean, you can send us money, but don't you send us money this. for our scripts. Yeah, send uh, us money just for shits. Yeah. we don't have a PayPal. Yeah, yeah we should do a like PayPal. PayPal. Just, 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 just give it to a raven. Patrons. Patrons. Patron. Patreon. Patreon, that's the one. I mean, here's the thing: wow. we consistently deliver every single week. We could set up a Patreon, but I don't yeah, think we for have our the... six fucking listeners, Jesus! Wow. Hey, anyway, will... next week, <laughs> all six of you can join us while we talk about Apocalypse Rising and the ship. Yay. A bad title, the, the ship. The, the six of you should also tell six of your friends and square our listenership. We'll just start an MLM. That's what we'll do. Bold of you mm, to assume I have six friends. <laughs> well, my like most of my friends are on this call, so yeah. yeah as Yay. I say, yeah, invite six of Aww. your friends, and four of them better not be us. <laughs> uh, I mean, Facebook did once suggest I like our Facebook page that I'm an admin on. Nice. So the algorithm works. Ugh. Anyway, we hope we'll see you next week. For now, I have been Caitlin. I have been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. I'm James. Rule of acquisition number 17. A contract is a contract is a contract. When it's with a Ferengi. Ferengi.